Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I live near Detroit, Michigan. I often talk about Michigan and Detroit in these videos. People know this. And Detroit, of course, is the motor city. So the cars are a big part of our culture and uh, our surroundings. And over the last few years, there have been a rash of thefts of vehicles from storage lots of the big three. Ford Motor Company and Chrysler in particular have been hit by smash-and-grab thieves who will bust into a storage lot and steal a whole bunch of cars. Now, the cars are relatively easy to steal because quite often they're stored with the keys in them, the thought being that they can keep people out of the lot. That doesn't matter. But once someone gets in the lot, they can drive the vehicle, and if they've breached the fence, they can get out. Uh, there have also been occasions where a bunch of guys have broken into a lot, stolen a truck, smashed it through the gate, and then used the broken gate to get other vehicles out. And my question has always been, where do these cars go? And so a lot of them get taken uh, not far, where they're then chopped up at chop shops, and the pieces are sold on the black market. And that makes it a little harder to catch the thieves, because of you know if you buy an engine from somebody that's stolen and you drop it in your car, what are the odds that that's ever going to be found out by law enforcement? However, there's a reporter in Detroit named Phoebe Wallhoward, and she writes the Detroit Free Press, and she does these in-depth stories that are mind-blowing. She's the one who broke the story about the Ford dual-clutch transmission. And she's broken a bunch of other stories. She, and and it's, it's deep investigation where she gets to the details. She asks the questions. And you can tell that she obviously could have broken the story a few days earlier with less information. But she waits till she gets it all and can complete, you know, complete the picture for you. And she has a story here that is mind-blowing on this topic. Stolen Ford F-150s are popping up, being sold with apparently clean titles in Arizona. And it's now cost people, cumulatively, over a million dollars. And the question is, how does this happen? And so she's dug into this. And it's frightening because of who gets hurt by this. And it's going to be a mess to straighten out. But a string of new Ford F-150s stolen directly from the Ford holding lots recently has triggered a cascade of misfortune for customers, dealers, title companies, and others across the West, especially Arizona. The problems center, and she located these, 14 such vehicles stolen late last year in or near Detroit, and a trove of police documents and court records, along with a private investigator, suggest that the overall scheme could be bigger, ensnaring unwitting victims and prompting criminal probes and lawsuits. Everybody's suing everybody. It all began when an estimated million dollars in pickup trucks were stolen off lots from Metro Detroit between mid-October and mid-December, and no one's really quite sure how the trucks were stolen. And here's the thing. In recent years, especially during COVID, when the car companies ran out of parts to complete the cars, if the parts missing were simply the chips, they would send the vehicles not completed to a storage lot and then later bring it back or go out and put the chip in and ship it. And so there were these storage lots popping up all over Detroit and Flint and Lansing. And you'd see these lots with just rows and rows and rows and rows of cars. But there were also cars being stored that were complete. 
And so it was just a matter of getting them shipped where they had to go. Police reports document a lack of surveillance video and vehicles stored with the keys inside the vehicle. Police in at least two states have learned that Ford or the people who store the cars for them have failed to report vehicles stolen for weeks, months, and sometimes not even ever. And here's the thing. It's not that they discover the, oh my gosh, the car was stolen. If you walked out and your car was gone, you'd call the police. My car's gone. Well, when you've got a storage lot with a thousand vehicles in it and five of them disappear, you might not notice right away. And so that's part of the problem. But the allegations going to get raised in just a minute that Ford or the people doing the storage were negligent. And they may have been in how they're documenting these vehicles. The pickups were driven off of the lots and somehow wound up in the Phoenix area, sold to unsuspecting buyers, according to fuel and toll receipts that uh, the Free Press saw. Pickup odometers reflected miles traveled between Michigan and Arizona. And so it looks like the vehicles were stolen in Michigan and driven to Arizona as part of a plan to launder the vehicles. Police reports in Michigan and Arizona show a bizarre web of activity. And that explains how a cache of blank vehicle titles stolen in Georgia back in 2007 were used to get stolen pickups quickly sold clean titles. So what you do is you get your hands on some stolen titles from Georgia and you dummy them up to make them look like they go with these trucks stolen from Michigan and then you sell them in Arizona. When stolen vehicles are not reported stolen, title companies, auction houses, and car dealers are not alerted and have no idea. As you know, the vehicle identification number for any given vehicle is unique to that vehicle, and there are systems where they record stolen vehicles. And those systems will flag a vehicle. If you put a VIN in and say, what's the story of this car? They'll go, oh, this car or truck is stolen. When stolen vehicles are not reported stolen, they have no idea. And as protocol, they run security checks through a national computer system to verify legitimate transactions when buying, selling, and titling vehicles. So some of these dealerships who've been hurt by this said, we checked. It came back clean. A thief takes a vehicle from a holding lot, which is either owned by Ford or managed by Ford or managed by a contractor to Ford, and then drives that vehicle to Phoenix. Then someone submits a stolen Georgia title filled out with the Ford vehicle information and gets a new title from an actual title company. And the way titles work in states varies wildly from state to state. In Michigan, you go to the Secretary of State's office, which is our DMV, and they handle all the title work. Some other states, apparently Arizona, and I know Florida, you can actually go to a, a private company that handles this, and they're authorized to do it through the state. And so you go to this private company, and they do the paperwork, and they give it to you, boom, there you go. And I think that might be one of the problems, and that might be why people are bringing these stolen vehicles to Arizona, because they know this. So then the vehicle has the apparent legitimacy to get into the consumer pipeline through sales to various car dealers or individuals. And in some incidents that the Free Press found, the vehicle had changed hands four times before anybody realized, oh, this thing's actually been stolen. A Phoenix police investigation led to the seizure of 14 Ford F-150s 
and report to Ford that possible stolen vehicles had been recovered and the automaker was asked to confirm. Police reports indicated that Ford was not alerted by any security or tracking system when its vehicles went missing. So the vehicles went missing and Ford, if they had realized it, could have put those VINs into the system and said, these vehicles are stolen. If they pop up anywhere, let us know. There are vehicles. And they're saying that of these 14, Ford had not done that. One woman learned of the problem when her dealership was raided by armed police. An auto auction house found out when police came to collect stolen vehicles, the auction house had uh, processed with clean titles. And a Ford customer was notified by law enforcement the truck he purchased was stolen. As a result of these thefts, small family-owned auto dealers and title companies, as well as national vehicle and financial entities, including AutoNation, say they've been swindled. The status of the vehicles today, of course, is in question, as many have been impounded by the police. The question is, who owns those vehicles? Well, number one, they don't know if the thefts were an inside job. Also, they don't know how many vehicles were stolen. And Ford was asked by the free press to give them more data on the thefts, and Ford declined to do so. But I can tell you that if I steal something and then sell it to somebody else, well, technically, I can't sell it because I don't own it. I stole it. And a thief cannot pass good title, generally speaking, to somebody else. So Ford's going to argue and say, those are all our trucks. Sorry, they're our trucks. Now, A woman who's a co-owner of a dealership in Arizona said her family has been battered financially after working 15 years to build their business. They were raided right before Christmas by armed police at the dealership looking for four F-150s that police said were stolen from Ford. She paid an average $65,000 a piece for the trucks. Police had a warrant. And she was, in fact, wrapping Christmas gifts at her dealership at the time. And she says, I'm supposed to lock up my cars and have security cameras. How can Ford leave trucks out with the keys in them? Why don't they have better security? I'm out $300,000. My trucks have been impounded. When you read through the police reports, you can see that this case was worked backwards. Ford did not initially report the truck stolen. When people ask questions, Ford is non-responsive. She added... If Ford would have done an inventory check once a week, let's say, and noticed the cars were missing, they would have had to report them stolen. Those reports pop up everywhere, like on a title search or on Carfax. There's so many notifications that prevent you from buying a stolen car. No one would have gotten scammed. What about surveillance? (laughs) What about a wall or a gate? What about taking the keys out of the car? Any of these minor adjustments. So, Phoebe Wall-Howard points out that the 14 stolen pickups that are in question here left the holding lots unscathed, unlike the thefts I told you about, where vehicles were used to smash through gates or were simply flipped in the streets of Detroit for a couple thousand dollars and then stripped. Uh, Meanwhile, an owner of a company in Phoenix that does titles and registrations said he has instructed his staff for the time being not to title any late model Ford F-150s. Just being the safe side, we will not do Ford F-150s. His wife of 49 years ran the business with him until early 2021 when she died. He said that he's an authorized third-party provider to the Arizona Department of Transportation. And he told the free press that title companies don't inspect vehicles. 
but instead process state-validated paperwork. That's what he said his company did with an F-150 in November. That turns out to be one of these vehicles. And of course, the state-validated paperwork is beginning with a forged Georgia title. He says, weeks later, we get notification. They're being sued by a dealer saying they bought the brand new pickup truck based on our information that we're in cahoots with however this vehicle is stolen. If it had come up stolen in the system being reported stolen, the transaction would be stopped. We would be required to call the police and do whatever we can to hold the people in the office without using force until the police arrived. So the story is actually much longer. But it's causing a whole headache for a bunch of people. And as you can imagine, if you bought the truck, you're the, you're the end buyer, the consumer in this transaction, and you paid $70,000 for this late model truck with 1,000 miles on it, and the police show up and go, this truck's stolen, and they take it from you. Okay, now what do you do? Well, arguably, you could sue the dealership that sold it to you because they sold you a stolen vehicle. So you sue the dealer. Dealer goes, well, we didn't steal the vehicle. And so they're likely going to say, well, we bought the vehicle based on the representations of this paperwork we got from this title company. Or if they did it themselves, they'd go, okay, we're going to sue who we got the vehicle from. The problem, as you might guess, is I suspect the people who stole the vehicles in Detroit, drove them to Arizona, and then used the forged titles, probably did this in a way that left very little paperwork as to who they're, you know, who they really are. And so they will be very, very hard to catch. Now, underneath all of this, and there is a difference here. I've talked before about situations where somebody buys a stolen car. I've represented people who've bought stolen cars unknowingly. I've represented a whole bunch in my career, okay? Everything from a late model vehicle to a classic muscle car from the 60s. And the vehicle's stolen, police show up, your vehicle's stolen, the police take the car, and we wind up suing people. And we often just simply sue who they got the car from. And then it's up to them if they want to sue who they got the car from. And, you know, it goes up the chain until it runs out someplace. But underneath all of this, there's an interesting question. And the interesting question is, how much of this would have been avoided if Ford did a better job tracking their own vehicles? Because an argument can be made that Ford was negligent. This is an argument. So if someone came into my office and sat down and said, Steve, I bought this vehicle. I'm one of these people. I'm in Michigan. I bought this vehicle. A week later, cops show up, go, it's stolen. It belongs to Ford Motor Company. Now, I don't have the vehicle anymore. I would say, well... We can obviously sue who you bought it from. But if we want to, we can work our way up the chain also. And we could probably sue Ford for negligence. And negligence, remember, generally speaking, is when somebody owes you a duty, they breach that duty, and that duty being breached hurts you. And so if Ford Motor Company's got a bunch of vehicles in their possession and somebody steals one and they don't notice or don't care for quite some time. I said or, so it could be either or. But they don't notice or they don't care, and it doesn't get reported for quite some time. And enough time elapses between the theft and the report that the vehicle can be driven to Arizona, retitled with a fake title, and sold three or four times, and then this person is the one who loses out. And then Ford reports it stolen, and that's why they lose out. I can see a good argument being made that that would be on Ford Motor Company for a case of negligence. And the harm, obviously, is the person at the end there who got taken for all their money and got nothing out of it. Now, is that a slam dunk? No. 
Because all Ford's got to do is the steps they took. And if they took reasonable steps to control their inventory, then it might not be negligence. I'm not saying that you're going to win that one automatically. But that's the argument I'd be looking at. However, as I alluded to at the beginning of the story, Ford Motor Company, General Motors, or Stellantis, in this area, in the state of Michigan and also other neighboring states, have got these gigantic storage lots, but they've also got lots just scattered all over the place. And I remember hearing stories back in the day where one or two vehicles would disappear from a lot and nobody would notice for a while. And they discovered, for instance, an inside job at one of the places where a vehicle came off the assembly line and it was done. And it's got to be driven across the street to a storage lot. So all day long, these vehicles are being driven across the street and put in a storage lot. And once every day, once every few days, one of the guys who's doing this just drives it someplace else, sells it for cash, because he figured out that the storage lot isn't being policed quite as tightly as it ought to be. So at the end of the month, somebody with a clicker walks around, counts all the vehicles, and they're down two or three vehicles. Now, it's your job to watch that lot, and it's your job to count the cars. Supposed to be 198 cars in here. It's only 194. Do we recount? Or do we just go, ah, it's 198. I must have missed a few. And that's the problem, is that when you're at that end of it, and you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vehicles, and one disappears, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. However, if you drop $70,000 on a late model F-150, and it's in your front drive, and the police show up and take it, (laughs) you're only down one vehicle too. But to you, it's a big deal. And so... It would appear that the automakers don't take this quite as seriously as they should because they need to look at it from the other side of the equation. They can't go, oh, we just lost three vehicles. We'll get around to reporting that when we do. And when we do, eh, three people out there might get ripped off and have to give the vehicles back. But what are you going to do? It's just three vehicles. No, that's three people who just had their $70,000 investment taken because you guys weren't doing your jobs. So you'd think that nowadays with all the stuff they've got on the cars... And the fact that you can probably put, like, I don't know, stickers in the windows and a scanner or something. It should be much easier to track these vehicles than they're making it out to be. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But with 14 or 15 of these vehicles popping up in Arizona, at least lending into this story, you very well could have 14 or 15 lawsuits. But that's just from the end users. What about the dealerships? And don't get me wrong, a lot of these will be the same lawsuit. So if you're the end buyer... You sue the dealership you got it from. Okay, so they're now a defendant. But they turn around and sue who they got it from. So it's still the same legal action, just more parties. And that could work its way all the way up to Ford Motor Company back in Dearborn, Michigan. And I will let you know that I know some attorneys at pretty much all of the car companies. So I'll have to ask around and see if I can find out anything on this. Uh, But it might be off the record. But I'm real curious now to hear because once in a while uh, a story like this and I suspect that Phoebe Wall Howard of the Detroit Free Press knows this it's probably just the tip of the iceberg it's not that 14 cars got stolen and they just found all of them oh no (laughs) oh no but the question is what's the number the headline is stolen Ford F-150 is sold with clean titles in a million dollar ploy from Michigan to Arizona a lot of people sent that thanks a lot Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Expect the best, plan for the worst, and prepare to be surprised.